Hi, this is The Rocker Recovery. And this is Josh Bond. And this is Angie Meadows. And welcome today. We have another lesson for you. So this lesson is on conquering ungodly speech, number two. We just finished number one, and then we're going to go to how to discipline the tongue. So let's go to number one, Josh. What happens to a person with a froward heart and a perverse tongue? Proverbs 17, 20. One whose heart is corrupt does not prosper. One whose tongue is perverse falls into trouble. So if you're stuck... And like, no, you're saying, hearing people say, no matter what I do, it doesn't work out. It could be that their speech is uh, tripping them up and entangling mm-hmm. their feet. So no good's coming to us. If our speech isn't correct, we're going to fall into mischievous places and into trouble. So number two. Should we be honest, even if it costs a lot of money? Hmm. Proverbs 19.1, better the poor whose walk is blameless than a fool whose lips are perverse. So better is the poor that walks in his integrity, in his honesty. So I think it is better. It is better to be honest. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Definitely. And Absolutely. you ain't got to worry about the excuse you just came up with that was lies. <laughs> that was lies. And that means we have to remember our lies. You know what I mean? Instead That's right. Of just yeah. And, and it seems like when I'm lying, my sleep is gone. <laughs> I'm going to lay awake and worry about it. So number three. A deceitful tongue loves what? Psalms 52, 4. You love every harmful word. You deceitful tongue. Sounds like David's talking to his tongue. <laughs> Devouring words are deceitful tongues. It's gossip, slander, rude, breaking the spirit with other people, the words. Now, if you were raised in domestic violence, if you were raised in abuse and you were taught to lie to save your life, there's a habit there that's got to be broke. Um, it became a habit to lie to protect yourself. Maybe you lie to be because you're a people pleaser and you want other people to think well of yourself. So I want you to start looking at your motives for lying. A lot of times, Josh, my motive is not to dominate or control my my motive safety. And so if you're in relationships where you have to lie, then it might be a good sign that you need to start it unentangling yourself from those relationships and move on so that you don't have to be with them very long uh, or very much because if i have to be with somebody that i have to lie to in order to protect myself i'm i'm not safe (laughs) i don't need to be with that person all right all right number four then what happens then what may happen to you if you love devouring words psalms 52 5 surely god will bring you down to everlasting ruin he yeah. will snatch you up and pluck you from your tent. He will uproot you from the land of the living. So if you keep getting ousted from jobs, from apartments, from homes, and going from place to place like a vagabond, it's very likely that you need to connect, correct your words. So what what might God do if I've got devouring words? Destroy you forever and pluck you out of your dwelling place and root you out of the land of the living. So basically what I've done is I've prophesied over myself. Mm-hmm. Um, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. Um, every man's going to be justified or condemned by his own words. So if I'm using words that's condemning me, condemning others, um, violating um my my hope, my future, my peace, my joy. I'm speaking disaster on me. And I think that I have to correct myself in order to land in a safe place. If it's been done to me for so many years, I may not know how to do anything different. So number five. What can we do 
What can we do to desire life and have many days? Psalms 34, 12, and 13. Whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from telling lies. That's pretty plain, isn't it? Keep, yeah. keep your tongue from evil. <laughs> There's a little song Steve Green sings for the for the kids. Keep your tongue <laughs> yeah. from evil. Keep your tongue, and he has them hold their tongue, <laughs> and they go. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but you know, I train my children this way so that we, we learn to keep our tongue from evil in a happy way, and it comes with training because. Um, correct myself when I'm in the middle of a blasting, flaring, burning episode of my, my talk. I'm not going to be able to correct myself. So if I can correct myself and coach myself on what it looks like to have a healthy, righteous tongue when it's not um, in the heat of the moment, that's what I need to do. Number six. How do we keep our tongue from evil and guile lies? Okay, Psalms 34, 14. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. So how do I do it? Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue there peace. There you go. There you go. So there's a, I, have, I have the will of God right there. I turn away from it. I yeah. do good. And then I go seek peace. All right. So what can we do to inherit a blessing when others speak evil of us? First Peter 3, 9. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing, because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. Wow, so don't render evil for evil or railing for railing, but speak a blessing. This is what I am called to do so that I can inherit a blessing. Yeah. So it doesn't feel right to sometimes bless someone who's insulting you and betraying you with their words and speaking lies and stabbing you in the back. It doesn't seem possible that I can speak a blessing. And sometimes I can't. I'm too bitter. I'm too I'm too hurt. And so what I have to do is just keep my mouth shut until I'm able to bless them. Okay. Number eight. How can you tell a man's faithful or godly? Isn't faithful Isn't or godly. faithful, yes. Psalms 12, 1 and 2. Help, Lord, for no one is faithful anymore. Those who are loyal have vanished from the human race. Everyone lies to their neighbor. They flatter with their lips, but harbor deception in their heart. So speaking vain words, empty words, flattering with my lips. Flattering just means I'm telling other people things that I want them to hear, to puff them up so that I can manipulate them. But it, like you said before, it's not love. It's just manipulation um, but my heart's not really with them because I'm being deceptive and flattery is deceptive and so when you start new friendships and new relationships you need to decide okay is this person being genuine or are they doing a lot of flattery here so number nine what would the Lord do to one with flattering lips or a tongue that speaks proud things Psalms 12, 3, may the Lord silence all flattering lips and every boastful tongue so let's uh, let's offer our tongues to the Lord that He could give us the ability to be silent when we don't have good things to say. Number 10. You can tell if you love yourself most and hate the person you are speaking with if you what? Hmm. 
Proverbs 16, 28, a perverse person stirs up conflict and a gossip separates close friends. So if I'm stirring up conflict, if I'm gossiping, spreading lies, trying to separate people, yeah. And 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 Josh, I find that I'm I'm bent towards being paranoid. <laughs> I've just been hurt so many times yeah. that I I really have to sit with it and go investigate it. Yeah. You know, you can hear things, and we all, often will talk about people and exaggerate it because we know what we would have done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Instead of giving them the benefit of the doubt, we yeah. hurt them with with a, a cu- accusations that are false. And instead, I just think it's important to go and talk to the, your friend before you start spreading lies and rumors and saying that. And and um, one time I was giving somebody a ride and they were telling me something about someone that, that was not in any way, shape, or form going to be edifying this person. And I said, do you love them enough to go to them and sit down, confess what you've done that looks like this in the past, and then ask them if you can talk to them about what's going on with them? And they said no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I said, then you don't love them enough to be talking to about them at all. So yeah. just let it go. Cause, so I think if I'm going to speak against someone, I need to wait. I need to hold my tongue. I need to pray about it. I need to think, have I earned the right to go and speak to them? Do I love them enough to go and 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 just help them through this problem? Because if not, it's going to be me in that problem next week, and who's coming for me? Yeah. Who's going to love me? So maybe if I can go and love on them and correct them and be that um, sharpening them then they can come back and and they'll have the ability to speak into my life because i don't want people to tell me what i want to hear i want them to tell me what god they feel like god's saying to them so number 11 what does david pray against his enemies who have lying and cursing lips oh here he is again he's praying against the liars david in 59 psalms 12 through 13 for the sins of their mouth for the words of their lip let them be cut in their pride for the curses and the lies they utter consume them in your wrath there we are again and there he, david's saying stop them stop them and and they return at the evening like snarling dogs they prowl around the city they wander about for food and they howl when they're not satisfied so when there are ones that are prideful that are arrogant that are consumed with their wrath and are cursing they're going to be acting like animals and they're going to be discontent and dissatisfied in life and sometimes josh we just got to get out of the way yeah all right read the question number 12 what battle plan does paul give us to fight our flesh Romans 13, 8 through 14. Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. The commandment, you shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not cover. And whatever other command there may be are summed up in this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Ah, yeah. Love does no harm to their neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. And do this, understanding the present time. The hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber because of your salvation is nearer now than when you first believed. The night is nearly over and the day is almost here. Let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Mm. Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in the Carousing. carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, mm-hmm. not to not in not in dissension and jealousy. Rather, close yourself with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not 
think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. So as I read these scriptures, Josh, I have God's prescription for what I need to do. Absolutely. A, number one, I'm going to love one another. I'm going to wake my spirit out of my spiritual slumber. So if I've got a cursing, railing, deceitful tongue, I'm asleep spiritually. So instead, I'm going to ask God to put on that armor of light that I can see, that I can walk honestly, that I can stop making a provision for my flesh to fulfill the lust. So I might stay away from people, places, and situations that draw me away from God or that tempt me to sin, and I might set up boundaries for myself. And this is where we take ourselves by the scruff of the neck and we correct ourselves. And until I can correct myself, Josh, I can't correct nobody else. That's real. (laughs) Number number 13. Does the Lord want us to blurt out what's on? What is on our mind? Proverbs fifteen twenty eight. The heart of the righteous weighs every answer, but the mouth of the wicked gushes evil. So no, he wants me to study before I give an answer. He wants me to think about it. Number 14. If a person blunders and makes a mistake, who do we need to tell? Proverbs seventeen nine. Whoever would foster love covers an offense, but whoever repeats the matter separates close friends. So maybe I just don't need to tell anybody. No. Maybe I just... Maybe I just need to cover it in love. So he that covers a transgression seeks love. Remember, love is part of that armor to fight sin in Romans 13. So every situation needs to be balanced with the Word of God. So, for example, with this scripture, there are exceptions. I want to tell things that are only necessary. I want to tell things if someone's health, life, or property is at stake. I want to tell only a person who can help or a godly person who can give me godly advice. I want to consider going to the offender first if he or she is approachable. So one of the things that I learned when I was correcting my gossiping was, am I part of the problem Am I part of the solution? If I'm not either one of those, then I just need to keep my mouth shut yeah. and mind my own business. Yeah, that's true. So if I want to be, if I if I'm part of the problem, I can go back and repent. If I want to be part of the solution, I can go back and still say, "This is how the Lord showed me to get through this before, and this is I would like to help you if you would let me." And and then and then I'm covering all in love. So number fifteen. What can snare our soul? Proverbs eighteen seven. The mouth of fools are their undoing, and their lips are a snare, snare to their very lives. A snare is a trap. So what's going to trap my soul? A foolish mouth. <laughs> yes, so we have to get a handle on our children. Our children do not have the self-control to control their speech right now. So that's what our next lesson is going to be on. So stay tuned for that. So number 16. How can we have harmony and healthy relationships with people? Proverbs twenty six twenty through 22. Without wood, a fire goes out. So without gossip, a quarrel dies down. As charcoal to embers, as wood to fire, so is a quarrelsome person to kindling strife. So the words of a gossip are like choice morsels that go down into the innermost parts. So I want you to avoid bearers and don't be one I want you to correct yourself I want you to not listen to others that are doing that just just stop them lovingly kindly just say go go to the other person first find out the facts first number 17 wicked lips are pictured as what Proverbs 26 23 like a coating of silver dross and earthen where are fervent lips with an evil heart so a pot's herd is like a charcoal brought out of the fire that's covered with silver. So godly lips are pure silver, but fake lips are disguised. 
<laughs> they're it's, they're not pure. They're fake. They're fake silver. They're they're not to be valued. So the most value is when I'm pure all the way through. When I speak out of a pure heart, out of love, and out of gentleness, and out of blessing, out of covering it, and out of warning others about um, what they're speaking over their lives and how they're de- defeating themselves. So number 18. When a man hates others, he does what to cover it up. Proverbs 26, 24 through 28. Enemies disguise themselves with their lips, but in their hearts they harbor deceit. Though their speech is charming, they do not believe them. For seven abominations fill their heart. There's malice may be concealed by deception, but their wickedness will be exposed in the assembly. Whoever digs a pit will fall into it. If someone rolls a stone, it will roll back on them. A lying tongue hates those it hurts, and a flattering mouth works ruin. So I want to break my selfish acts by acts of kindness towards others, denying myself, sacrificing my time, my energy, my money for others so that I can pray to love them. And I know that I'm not... I'm not going to be able to be wounded if I'm loving them. No matter what they're coming at me with, if I cover it in love, I'm not going to give them access to me, but I'm also not going to let it rob me of my joy. And when I trust the Lord to be my defender, there it is, Lord, you heard what they said. It's not too long that they go off another way. Yeah. <laughs> Number 19. How can we How can we dwell, abide with God in His holy hill and have a promise to never be moved? Psalms 15, 1 through 5, Lord, who may dwell in your sacred tent, who may live on your holy mountain, the one whose walk is blameless, who does what is righteous, who speaks the truth from their heart. There it is. I want a true heart. Whose tongue utters no slander, who does no wrong to a neighbor and casts no slur on others, who despises a vile person but honors those who fear the Lord, who keeps an oath even when it hurts and does not change their mind, who lends money to the poor without interest, who does not accept a bribe against the innocent, and whoever does these things will never be shaken. So let's list these things. What did this verse tell me would keep me from being shaken? Walk uprightly, blameless, work righteousness, speak truth, don't lie to yourself or others, and don't backbite with your tongue. Don't do evil, mischief to your neighbor. Don't take up offense with your neighbor. Despise a vile person. Honor those that fear the Lord. Keep your promises. Change not or make a condition to your words. For example, if it doesn't rain, we we will, or if nothing else comes up, we will. Do, don't loan money for entrance to your brother in Christ. Don't take reward against the innocent. Mm. So a lot of times I've learned, be careful with my promises. Because sometimes I think out loud and th- people think they're promises. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm saying them. So instead I'm like, no, no, we'll go we'll go camping that weekend if it doesn't rain. Yeah. We'll, go, we'll go to grandma's next week if it, if, if daddy's not sick. You know, so that there's an if there so that they know that it's not something that's uh, set in stone. So that there's, there's some room there. So I want to be careful with my words. I want to think about what I'm saying. I want to think about is this going to hurt somebody else? Are they going to be offended with it? Um, so number 20. Do all things without what? Philippians 2.14. Do everything without grumbling or arguing, so that you may become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. And then you will shine among them like lights in the skies. Wow, what would it be like if we never grumbled or complained? <laughs> we yeah. would be like... <laughs> 
Like robots. Look, uh, read the sentence right here. <laughs> we will shine as lights in the world. Oh, yes, yes, yes. We will definitely shine. <laughs> definitely shine. So memorize this verse. Do all things without murmuring and complaining. And the NIV says without complaining and arguing. So bless us, Josh. I bless each one of you with a wholesome tongue, mm. a tongue ruled by kindness and gentleness, a tongue that speaks no evil, never lies, and quickly repents and forgives others, a tongue ruled by love. I ask the Lord to help you choose your words carefully and help you to have a controlled tongue that may be quiet. May your words be encouraged and uplifting others. May they be like sweet honey and refreshing breeze. May each one of you refuse to complain or argue, but turn your complaint into thankfulness and your arguing into problem-solving solutions. May you today and forever, from this day forward, choose to praise and glorify God with each of your words. Amen. In so Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And I think that secret is to praise and glorify God with my words. Yes. And thanks for joining us. This was The Rocker Recovery. This is Josh Bond. And this was Angie Meadows. And you can find us again on Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, Pandora, under The Rocker Recovery. You can find the books on Amazon.com. Under Angie G. Meadows, under Rocker Recovery. Also, have Enablers books for Enablers Journey, and I have some Bible study books on there. So, we will see you next time.